Hi there, welcome to the podcast. This is Christina Jolly and I'm your host for Believe for Bigger podcast. And we are going to start a brand new series for the month of July, 2022. I am gonna title this, What Do You Do? I Show Up. And I wanna talk specifically this month about showing up as your true self. Uh, What really holds us back from actually being who we're truly called to be, who God has already said who we are, and all of the gifts and the talents are already inside of us. And so that's what I want to focus on uh, on this month for July. And uh, one of my favorite Bible scriptures, which I have very <laughs> a lot of them, but uh, it's in Romans eleven twenty nine, where it says that your gifts are irrevocable, meaning that whatever is deposited inside of you, your gifts, the things that naturally come to you, no one can take them away. And I think a lot of times we don't embrace our gifts and therefore we don't show up as our true like self. And I want to talk about, you know, three ways to just show up. And, um, you know, uh, I just came off of hosting my live masterclass um, actually last week in person. It's actually a week ago today. And, um, you know, before, you know, there was a lot of preparation to get ready for that. I um, had it at a local event center. I sent out the invites and I printed out some flyers. I was on social media. I mean, I was trying to do my best to really just get the word out. Um, I had some wonderful ladies who were able to participate and they actually came. And um, one of the things that, um, you know, there's a lot of things that goes on when you behind the scenes when you're hosting an event or you're, you know, going to launch something, you know, there's a lot of things behind the, uh, the scenes that people don't see, you know, um, I had to prepare my notes and I had to get in the right uh, frame of mind. And, um, you know, I, I had some giveaways and, um, I was able to, you know, um, I took, you know, obviously food and just everything that I needed. And I'm a checklist person. So I had to really just check myself and just write everything down because if not, I'll just forget. And so, um, you know, that uh, morning I, um, I had already had my entire, um, message already typed out and you know God had just been downloading different things in my spirit and so I just um, was able just to you know go back and just make sure that you know everything was good and in my quiet time that particular morning God gave me three words and he said you are ready and I never felt so ready for something, you know, I, and again, this was a huge step of faith for me. And, uh, I was trying to encourage the women to elevate to the next level. That was my whole topic. It was all about elevation and some of the things that hold us back. And so I was just like, okay, Lord, like you're with me here. And to be completely honest, I was not nervous. Um, you know, I, I just knew that, um, God had already prepared me for this. And um, I've seen a couple of different quotes on this where it says, walk into the room like God sent you there. And I really, really love that. And literally, I walked into that room, not with pride, with humility, and with confidence. You know, a confidence that just directly comes from God. You know, one of my um, 
mentors, Marshawn Evans Daniels says confidence. And it's the confidence that God puts in you to show up, right? And I just walked into that room and I just thought, okay, let's do this. Like I am ready to go. So I want to talk about three key ways to actually show up. And I think the very first thing that I sincerely want to talk to you about is actually showing up, being you and showing up, showing up as your true self. Now it says in Genesis 1:27 that we are made in the image of God. And I want you to believe in who God has created you to be. And I think the very first thing when I talk about that is actually getting to know who you are, right? I think a lot of times as women, and I'm speaking to the ladies here, I think a lot of times as women, we are so used to doing things in groups and actually relying on one another for opinions, values, things that, you know, are important to us. And I'm not here to say that sisterhood is not important and friendships are not important. But I really believe that we actually have to get to the core of what we actually believe for, what we stand for, what are our core values. I mean, if you think about it, when women go to the restroom, don't they go to the restroom like in groups and, you know, versus like men who just go to the restroom themselves. They're not inviting other people to go to the restroom with them. But to truly get to know who you are, you got to know what you like. You got to know what you dislike. What are your values? What are you truly passionate about? And really, really getting to the core of what do you stand for? You know, it's not what others like or dislike, but for you to really get to what you really, really like. And I think that comes from actually spending time by yourself. You know, um, I've been doing this for a couple of years, even before I was married. I truly loved going and getting in the car when I really needed to just decompress and release, you know, just stress. I loved to get in my car and actually just drive. And I wasn't going to a particular destination, but just the fact that I was in my own car Sometimes I listened to, you know, some praise and worship music. Sometimes it was completely quiet, but I was alone in my thoughts, alone in my mind, right? And I don't think we do that enough. I don't think we do that enough where we actually sit and actually get quiet, you know? And when I talk about actually getting to know like who you are and what you stand for, you know, um, there's going to be times where people don't agree with, you know, maybe some of your core values and some of the things that you truly believe. And that's okay. That's why we're all different. We're not created to be the same, nor are we created to think the same, right? If everybody was the same, we'd live in a really boring life, you know, boring world. And, you know, as I was thinking about an example to give you the one example that came to my mind, I'm going to take you on a story. So one of the biggest things that I actually, it's just at, at my core, is honoring my husband. And honor simply means to have respect and have great esteem for another person, right? And so me personally, I want to honor my husband. 
Um, my husband is my um, my very best friend. <laughs> you know, uh, it's taken me a while to try to get there, but um, he actually is somebody that I want to honor. Not only, you know, our everyday life when it's just he and I, you know, we live um, in our home. We don't have any children at home. All of our children are grown. But when I'm out in public, you know, when I'm around other people, whether he's with me or not, it's really important for me to honor my husband. And, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm Hispanic. And, you know, growing up, I grew up with, I have uh, two sisters, and we just grew up with honor and respect. So when we went to a family gathering, we, I mean, we'd had grandmothers, aunts that would get after us if we actually did not go and greet everybody when we were at a family gathering. That was just something that we did. We honored um, the people that were there by going and, you know, shaking their hand, giving them a hug, whatever, acknowledging them, right? And even at family gatherings growing up, I have learned to really just honor my dad. That's just something that my sisters and I have done. So when we're at a family gathering, we normally will get my dad's plate. And, um, you know, I was thinking back, um, probably, I don't know, this was probably maybe two years ago, maybe, I don't know. But we actually had a birthday celebration for my daughter. And in case you don't know, um, I have a blended family. I have one daughter. And when I married my husband, he has uh, two sons and a daughter. So we have four kids all together. And we had a birthday celebration for my daughter. And it happened to be at her dad's house. And um, we uh, went to go celebrate her birthday. And, you know, when I got there, um, you know, everybody's just saying hello to one another. And, you know, quickly after that, we realized, okay, it's time to eat. And I, I just told my husband, go ahead and sit down with my dad. You know, I'll get your plate. And he was like, okay. And at that point, we really hadn't been around a whole lot of family gatherings or events. And so, you know... He, um, he sat down and I got his drink and I got his plate. And, um, later on that evening, you know, we're talking about the, um, just everything that went on that evening. And, you know, we had a great time. It was a great time to just be around our family. We have a very unique family, but, um, it was just a good time. Right. And later on, my husband says, you know, I really appreciate that you went and got my plate. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, just, that's just who I am. Like, I just do that. He said, well, I do appreciate that you did that. And I know that that could have been a really awkward situation for my husband. For one, um, my husband is um, a white man. He's coming into a Hispanic family and uh, there's a lot of cultural differences. But also, too, he's also coming into my ex uh, is, um, home, you know, with his, you know, wife and it could just be kind of a little awkward. And I was really, really just trying to make him feel comfortable, making sure that, you know, he felt welcomed in this, you know, it's somewhat new environment for my husband. And I really appreciated him saying, you know what, I appreciate you getting my, um, my plate. And so I don't know, maybe, uh, a few weeks later, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine 
and we were talking about you know the birthday party and how everything went and the topic or the subject came up of how I actually got my husband's plate and you know how I just truly believe that that's just a way for me to honor my husband and that friend of mine has probably been married for over 10 plus years long way longer than I have and she said oh that's funny she said I tried doing that in the very beginning but my husband you know made a comment about the portion controls and I just thought you know what you can get that plate yourself and I was like really and uh so my in my mind I'm thinking well then ask him hey so next time you know what could I have done better versus just oh forget it like you know you can get your own plane and again our values and what we define as honor is obviously very very different to me I just that's just something that I'm always going to do you know and with her that's not what she you know sees in her marriage as honor and that's okay but my whole point is you have to stand up and believe and own what you value and that takes time to actually getting to know what's actually important to you so when I say be yourself and be your true self you know the the um I really really value honor with my husband right that's something that I just am you know do I get it right every time absolutely not I'm not perfect but that's something that I just hold in high um respect for that I will just honor my husband so number two is don't shrink and I want to read to you a bible verse that is in Romans 12 3 and it says do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you now if you look at that bible verse it says do not think of yourself more highly but it doesn't say that you're not supposed to think of yourself in a good way in a positive way right we're not supposed to diminish who we are you know there's a fine line between arrogance and pride and humility right um you know it's not that you come across and you say i'm better than everybody else and i'm better than you know um what I have to offer is actually better. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that God wants you to think of yourself, think of yourself in high regard. Not better than others, but when God made you, guess what? He didn't make junk. He didn't make a mistake. And when you shrink back, you actually you really 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 um shortchange people with who you are. People need you. They need your energy, they need your wisdom, they need your insight, and most importantly, they need your voice, right? And so when you shrink back, a lot of times, you know, you're not showing up on in the way that God has created you to show up. And I want you to realize that you matter. You actually have to own that. Believe in the way that God has created you to be. When you shrink, people miss out on you. You know, we um 
No matter what role you play in your life, you're actually a leader. And I simply believe that leadership is impact and influence. So whether you are a mother, you influence and impact your children. If you are working in an office, you impact and influence your coworkers, even your boss. You know, if you are serving at church in a ministry, whatever you're doing, you are impacting and influencing others around you. People are looking at that. People are watching you and they want you to show up and to truly be who you are created to be. Not to shrink back, not to think, hmm, well, I don't think I'm really good enough. No, you are, and you matter to God, you know? And so number three is letting go of self-doubt. You know, um, one of my, again, one of my uh, mentors, Marshawn Evans Daniels says, doubting yourself is actually doubting God. And when she said that one day, we were on a, um, on a call and she was leading the devotional. When she said that, I was like, wow, when you doubt yourself, you actually doubt God and you actually doubt the way that God has created you to be. Now, where does self-doubt come from? A lot of times it can come from You know, the expectations that other people have had upon us, you know, they've expected certain things out of us and we really didn't meet those expectations for whatever reason. And therefore it creates a doubt in who we are and who we're created to be. And a lot of times it can be from past trauma or even hurt. Maybe perhaps there were labels that were put on you. There were expectations that were put on you. There was um, a traumatic event and that caused you to really seriously doubt who God has created you to be. So I want you to ask yourself, if you struggle with self-doubt, and I believe every woman does at some point in her life, and I'm like, and I here to tell you today that that doesn't creep up every once in a while. Absolutely it does, you know, but I have to really just change my mindset, shift my mindset to believe that God has created me in his image. And, you know, when I decide, you know what, I don't really think that I have anything to say. Again, people are missing out. And I want you to ask yourself, where did that self doubt come from? Because I truly believe that there's a root to all of the self-doubt. You know, somehow, maybe you were in a a relationship where people, you know, I've been in a relationship in the past, now that I think about it, that all this person wanted to do was change everything about me. And that's probably one of the biggest things that, you know, is not only a red flag, but one of the biggest things that I love about my husband. And, you know, when when he and I were initially just dating, you know, he said, I'm not here to change you. You know, um, I got, you know, married at an older age. I was 42 years old. You know, I had already had plenty of life experiences and, um, you know, there was things that I, um, had already been accustomed to values. I had already adopted. And therefore I really love the fact that he was like, I'm not here to change you. I'm really here to just help you and to um, accept you for who you are. 
<laughs> and believe me, my husband accepts, accepts me for my quirky self. I mean, I have my moments. And, um, you know, um, I just really just try my best to just try up to show up as my true authentic self. You know, I truly believe that, you know, self-doubt is rooted in something from our past. And a lot of times we kind of just push that to a side and we really don't want to deal with it. But, you know, um, you really have to realize that, you know, you are created on purpose and for a purpose. And God has so much more in store for you. And again, when you shrink back, when you go back to, you know, to the doubt in your mind of, you know, why am I here? Do I really matter? My, um, my comeback to you is, if you, as one of my other mentors says, is if you have a pulse, God has a plan. And, um, you know, there is room for everybody here. There's room for everyone. And um, I just want to encourage you with this entire series uh, to really, truly, truly get to know who you are. Show up as your authentic self. You know, people can, can really, really pick up on people being fake and phony. I don't believe in the whole mantra of, you know, fake it until you make it. Because I think a lot of times when you live by that model, and that's just my own personal um, opinion and preference, but I think a lot of times when you fake it until you make it, you're continuing to wear a mask. And I've seen people who have done this, where they just continually live behind that mask and they continue to fake it every single day, but never get to the root of why are you continuing to fake it, you know? Get to whatever it is that you need to heal, what you need to be delivered from, what you need to um, face head on. You know, a lot of times it's, you know, the self-discovery. And that's why I think it's, again, really important for us to spend time with us alone in our own quiet time with our own thoughts, um, listening to what God is sharing with us. And, um, and if you are constantly, and again, I'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't have a sisterhood, but I equally think that you should have time by yourself because if you're constantly surrounded by people and, you know, that's what you thrive on, you're never going to hear the voice of God and you're always going to be distracted by the noise in your life. So I think this is a good uh, way to actually end And I really want to encourage you, just be who God has created you to be. Now, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. But I want you to walk into rooms like God sent you there. I want you to believe that you belong in this place and space. I want you to believe that you matter, period. So what do you do? You show up. You show up as your true self. So... With that being said, this is our kickoff for um, this whole series, and I truly believe that it's going to bless you. Um, I will be having a guest on this particular month, and um, again, if this blessed you, feel free to leave me some reviews um, or even message me. Let me know how um, this 
podcast encouraged you and blessed you and uh, share it with a friend. That's the biggest compliment that you can give me. And if you haven't already done so, connect with me. I have a website and there is a way for you to connect with me. I'm actually going to be sending out um, updates and, um, you know, get on that uh, email list so that way you can know when the next masterclass, the live masterclass will be taking place. My website is www.christinajolly.com and um, I hope to hear from you and uh, know that, you know, God has created you on purpose and for a purpose and know that he didn't make a mistake when he created you. So I hope you have a blessed week. God is good and you are so abundantly blessed. God bless you.